Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Welcome back to another episode of Salt and Light Ministries, where we build up foundational relationships with Christ by exposing genetically altered Christianity, empowering disciples to disciple. For the past few weeks, we've been going through the book of Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, to be more specific, the origin story of Christ. And this genealogy of Jesus describes the many different aspects of who Jesus Christ was before he took on a human body. That's the genius of God. But how do we see the genius of God? Here's how. Because within this one verse today, God's going to give us a prequel of the character of Jesus before anybody else on earth ever has a chance to meet him in the flesh. And the characteristic we're going to see here today is peace. Listen, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that Jesus has a mind-blowing peace about him. You can't shake him up. It's all over Scripture. Matthew 8, 23-26 is a great example of this. Now when he, meaning Jesus, got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves. But Jesus was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We're perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful? You have little faith. Then Jesus rose up, rebuked the winds of the sea, and there was a great calm. Now notice here, the storm came out of nowhere. Jesus was sleeping all the way through it. He didn't even wake up until the fear of his disciples woke him up. Now some people might say, Casey, he's Jesus, God on earth. It's easy for him to stay calm and asleep in the middle of a storm. I know people would say that because I was one of the people that used to say that. Let me give you a few facts. Fact number one. Jesus didn't calm the storm because he was God in flesh on the earth. That actually didn't have anything to do with why Jesus has uncommon faith. Does that shock you? Jesus had uncommon faith because he knew he had a purpose. And he also knew that his purpose wasn't complete yet. His purpose was to take on sin all at once and die on a cross in our place to be the perfect sacrifice. To bridge the gap between us and God. And he knew he couldn't do that from the bottom of the Sea of Galilee. That kind of peace came from Jesus trusting the word of his Father God. Jesus trusted that he that started a good work in him would be faithful and just to complete it in the end. Okay, Casey, but only Jesus could do that. Then how do you explain Paul? Paul was stranded on an island on his way to Rome. In the process of making a fire, a viper jumps out of the fire, bites him on the hand, and Paul has to shake it off. And then Paul doesn't worry about it. The people around him thought he was going to die. And Paul's over there sipping coffee and eating dinner. Not a care in the world. Why? Because God had told Paul what his purpose was. Paul's purpose was to go to Rome and teach the good news. Paul knew he had a place. Paul knew in whom he had believed. By the way, Paul lived. You can read all about Paul's story in Acts 28. But this kind of faith and peace in God is not just 
accessible by Jesus. We all have access to it. Peace, a characteristic of Christ. So now let's check out the scripture of today to see how God confirmed that in the genealogy of Jesus. Matthew 1.7 And by the way, I'm probably going to mispronounce some of these names. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Isa, or Asa. Don't you hear a lot of peace in that scripture? No, Casey, how does this scripture have anything to do with peace? Check out the names. Solomon, Rehoboam, Abijah, and Asa. Now, Solomon's really the only one that I've ever heard of out of these four names. He's the second wisest man to ever walk the earth. The first being Jesus, of course. And he had over 300 wives, which actually could bring into question the claim of being the wisest man, right? I mean, 300 wives means 300 mothers-in-law. Most likely, that wasn't his wisest choice. Many people know about Solomon. If you've ever heard a Bible story, you probably heard the stories of Solomon and his wisdom. But what I found interesting wasn't the life of Solomon. It was the meaning of his name when you placed that meaning with the other meanings of these other three. Solomon means peace. Rehoboam means enlarger of people. Abijah means my father is Jehovah. Asa means the cure. Now, some of you can already see where this message is going today, but for the rest of you, let me elaborate. God is such an incredible genius that 28 generations before Christ ever walked the earth in a human body, God lined up the genealogy of Jesus and defined a part of the characteristic of Christ through the names of these four people. And there's two ways to read these names, forward and backward. Reading it backwards would be reading it from the perspective of an enemy of God, meaning someone who hasn't accepted Jesus yet. Reading it forward would be reading it from the perspective of a child of God, someone that has accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So first, let's read this from the perspective of God's enemy. Remember, we're putting all the meanings of these names in order and reading them backward. The cure, the Son of God, enlarger of people, peace. The cure to sin and death is available through the Son of God who can enlarge your peace. That's the gospel message. 28 generations before Christ ever walked the earth in human form. Now let's read it from the perspective of a child of God. Peace, enlarger of people, Son of God, the cure. You have peace because of Jesus Christ, the cure to sin and death. And in this day and age, that's a comforting statement. In fact, God knows that someone listening today needed to hear that. And if it's for nobody else, it's for me. It's a very comforting statement for me and where I'm at today. Because I know it's tough. I know that the enemy attacks. Scripture says that he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking out who he may devour. A prime example of this is the whole COVID-19. 2019, the world went into a panic mode surrounding this COVID-19. In fact, things have happened that I never thought possible in the USA. Between the disease, the government, the media, fear spread at an alarming pace. The same kind of fear I imagined the disciples went through in the storm with Jesus. 
And I'm not trying to discount people being afraid. I fully believe that some people's fears are justified because COVID is real. And for people that don't know what their purpose is in Christ, COVID can be a death sentence. For people that claim to have a relationship with Jesus, you really don't have anything to worry about. Casey, you're one of those faith people. Yeah, I've got trust in God, do you? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Look at Jesus on the boat with his disciples. No matter how dark the outlook got, no matter how big the waves got, Jesus knew God had a purpose on his life, which meant that the waves and the wind and the storm could not beat him. You've got that same light and promise inside of you. You have the light of trust and faith, the same light that pushes out the darkness and calms the waves. That is, if you're bold enough to trust in it the way that Jesus and Paul trusted in their relationship with God. They had faith and trust in what God said. Now, Casey, it sounds like you're one of those conservatives that says COVID's fake. I assure you, I do not believe COVID is fake. Hyped up bigger than it should have been? Sure. Not fake. COVID's real. I know it's deadly. I know it brings a greater possibility of pneumonia. And I also know that it doesn't bring a normal kind of pneumonia. It brings the kind of pneumonia that swells your lungs from the inside, making it almost impossible to drain. I've done my research. My dad was a respiratory therapist for 40 years. I know other people in the field that have been in it just as long. I've spoken with my dad about COVID, and I've spoken with these other people that see it on a day-to-day basis. These are all people that I trust, and I know that they know what they're talking about because they have experience in it. This is their field of expertise. And the reason I researched all of this so intensely is because my father-in-law is on a ventilator right now, as of Wednesday, March 24th. Why is he on a ventilator? COVID pneumonia. In fact, he's been on a ventilator for over a week now. This family is walking through the pain of sickness, the same kind of pain that many of you have already walked through. The same kind of pain that many of you have walked through with one of your loved ones. The kind of pain that sucks. And I'm able to walk through this with confidence. I'm not saying I don't get scared. I'm not saying that I don't get concerned. But I can walk through this with confidence because I know in whom I have believed. I know the relationship I have with Jesus. More than that, I know the relationship my father-in-law has with Jesus. I know that my father-in-law still has a purpose on this earth because I can see how God's using this sickness to soften the heart of the family, opening up doors of conversation that might have never opened up before. I see God Romans 8:28ing this entire situation. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I have the peace that gets larger through my relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the cure for all illness. Because I have faith and trust in Him. So here's a question for you. Do you want that kind of faith? You can have it. Having faith in someone's just trusting the person and taking them at their word. Trusting that they're not going to lie to you and that they're just going to give you the facts when they speak. Faith in God It's just trusting that he will do what he said he's already done. And the only way to strengthen that kind of faith is through a relationship with God, through communication. The only way you strengthen any relationship is through communication. You can't trust someone if you don't know what they said. In like manner, you can't trust what God said if you don't know what God said. It all comes back to your choice. 
And that's the choice of having a relationship or having an acquaintanceship. A choice to know the one that already knows everything about you. Jesus, the one who brings you peace. Jesus, the one who offers you the cure to sin and death. Because he is the son of God. You can have that peace that surpasses all understanding. But let me be clear about that. The peace that surpasses all understanding. That doesn't mean that you won't feel the weapons that the enemy forms against you. You're going to feel it. It doesn't cancel out your feelings. I will say that it won't hurt as bad because you have that peace that God gives you. Sometimes that situation that you're going through, it's going to feel like you just got shot with a 45 millimeter and you're dying inside. But when you have the peace that surpasses all understanding, that same shot that felt like a 45, that made you feel like you were dying inside, it feels like a bee sting. There's a massive difference. And you only get that kind of peace, that kind of faith, that kind of trust through prayer and reading God's word. That's having a conversation that can invite the kind of peace I'm talking about. The kind of peace that only Jesus can bring through relationship. So do you want that kind of peace? I know it would be hell on earth if I didn't have it right now. So that's your homework for this week. If you want that kind of peace that surpasses all understanding, if you want to know the peace that gets greater and greater the closer you get in relationship with Jesus Christ, the cure to all sin and death, then ask God for it. But don't make it a wish list. Make it a conversation. Get into your scriptures and read a chapter a day. Read anything. Go through Proverbs. Go through Matthew. Go through Luke. Check it out for yourself. See what God is saying to you as you speak to Him through your prayers. I also want you to understand a very effective way of hearing God when you read the Scriptures. And that's if you pray for His help before you ever open your Bible. Asking God to talk to you personally, God will meet you there. Father, thank you very much for everyone listening here today. And I pray for peace and comfort to the eyes, ears, hearts, bodies of everybody listening. Share your peace that surpasses all understanding and confirm your word that you're speaking today. As people make the choice to get in a closer relationship with you through prayer and reading your word. We love you and we thank you for your amazing ability to turn everything to good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Salt and Light Ministries. If you want to support this ministry, just click the heart on the top of the podcast page if God leads you to do so. And if this message spoke to you in any way or you know somebody that needs to hear this, please share it. Send the link to a friend. Share it on Facebook. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Remember, I'm one person. You guys are the crew. Let's join together at the church and get the Word of God to those who need it. I love you guys. And until next week, be bold, be strong, and be blessed.